countries like Bangladesh, where the average adult gets by on just a couple thousand dollars a year, they rely heavily on the IMF for support. Bangladesh has about 1,200 reported cases of COVID-19, none so far in the overcrowded refugee camps filled with Rohingya Muslims, a heavily persecuted minority group. The Bangladeshi government has put the camps under lockdown anyway. As the world's Rupa Shinoi reports, stopping a disease outbreak in the camps will depend in part on the status of Rohingya women. Genocide forced the Rohingya to flee Myanmar in 2017. Chikufa Ra was pregnant when she and her four-year-old daughter walked for days to reach the camps in neighboring Bangladesh. She's lived there now for three years with her husband and two daughters. We spoke by phone through an interpreter. Since the coronavirus threat appeared, she says, clinics and schools have closed. Many volunteers are gone. It's difficult to find food. And fear is rampant. The Internet's been blocked, so many people don't have basic information about the disease. There have been lots of rumors and misinformation about how it spread. Nearly 900,000 people are packed into the camps across Bangladesh. Chikufa says many wouldn't survive a coronavirus outbreak because there's no way to isolate the sick. Women are the ones who provide the care in families, and they would be the main caregivers if people fell ill. But Chikufa says women are treated like they're unimportant and don't know anything. I mean, and for that, we're particularly concerned because the Rohingya community as a whole is quite conservative and patriarchal. Marie-Sophie Pedersen is with United Nations Women. Within the overall structures in the camps, women are often not in decision-making positions. There's no female camps in charge. There's only 10 women police in the whole camps. But then at the same time, we see that there can be very disproportionate impacts on women and girls. Even before the coronavirus, she says, girls and women were trafficked and forced into marriage. Since the lockdown, levels of domestic violence have spiked. And now, because women are the caregivers, they'll likely be among the first infected. This COVID-19 crisis could have devastating impacts if we don't prevent or mitigate the risks. Humanitarian workers are frantically producing videos and podcasts about how the infection spreads. Louise Donovan is with the UN High Commissioner for Refugees in Bangladesh. Not everybody is literate and there isn't a written Rohingya language also, so it's quite challenging. Donovan says they're working to expand medical and isolation facilities as much as possible and taking steps to improve hygiene. So this huge distributions of soap across the camps, establishing hand-washing facilities at all distribution centers and every communal facility in the camp. There's some capacity for coronavirus testing, she says, but more medical equipment and resources are needed. Everybody is looking for additional capacities and resources at the moment. Um, I think at, at this time, it's very clear that this is a global problem and no population can be excluded from that. Among her community, Chikufa Ra, the refugee and mother, has taken matters into her own hands and become one of the few women leaders in the response to the crisis. Before the genocide, she says, her family was filled with social workers and government officials, and she learned how to organize from them. She's built a network of 400 refugee women who are going door-to-door to educate people about COVID-19 and recruit more women to help. They've put together makeshift health clinics and arranged transportation for people who might get sick. 
if an outbreak hits, these women will be prepared to respond, no matter what the men say. For The World, I'm Rupa Shanoi.